The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome to The Morning Show. Nice to have you with us today. Andy is off, so it's just me. great to have you here. On um, So far, a beautiful day, 62 degrees in Jackson. Uh, we do have a chance of showers later today between 1 and 5, a slight chance of showers, then a uh, little less than a slight chance of showers between uh, 5 and 8 p.m., otherwise mostly sunny and high of 82. We have a cold front with not much cold air behind it moving through the area late today and tonight and that will give us for the weekend for, for friday saturday and sunday low humidities uh, warm temperatures clear skies and loads of sunshine so great weekend the last weekend of august uh, first day of school this week uh, today is uh, for most students the last day of school for the week with uh, many students off on Friday, back to uh, four days a week next week. A busy day today here at JTV and a busy weekend getting underway. Tonight on JTV, it is the start of our 23rd season of high school football. Live high school football tonight from Hanover Horton High School. The pregame at 645. The kickoff at 7, game will replay at seven, uh, 10 p.m. Josh Burgett, Pat O'Dowd, and David Rice will be bringing you the game. Our 23rd season, high school football live tonight. We will also be covering Columbia Central and Napoleon. We'll have that game for you this weekend. And uh, the Western St. John's game, which is played tomorrow night. More on high school football and high school sports coming up in the Extreme Dodge Sports scoreboard a little bit later in today's show. So we have uh, today the Ella Patio Party tonight from 5 till 7 at Ellishar Museum. You can still go. They do ask that you make reservations. They've got the Detroit Social Club entertaining, Sylvia's Catering providing the refreshments, and the theme tonight is art, and Clay McAndrews, co-founder of Bright Walls, We'll give a presentation, and he might let out a few secrets. Should be a decent evening, and in the event of rain, they just move it indoors. Also tonight, same hours, 5 to 7, at West Texas Barbecue Company, it's Drinks with the Friendly Home, a fundraiser for the Jackson Friendly Home. It's free, but donations are uh, greatly uh, accepted. It's sponsored by the Walton Insurance Group and West Texas Barbecue Company. You don't need reservations for that. You just show up at West Texas on uh, Brooklyn Road, just south of South Street. Also today, we've got uh, Leone Summer Nights, and that runs from 6 till 9 p.m. with entertainment and food and much more. 
The weekend is just jam-packed. Cruise night, downtown Jackson on Friday night with the Jackson Symphony Orchestra Summer Pops concert, Heroes and Heroines. The concert is free, everyone's welcome, and it will be at Horse Blackman Park on the True Community Credit Union City Stage. VIP tickets are also available. That gets you some refreshments and some hors d'oeuvres before the concert at Weatherwax Hall. Tickets for that are $30. You can get those by calling JSO or visiting jacksonsymphony.org. The weekend has the Civil War muster, the 35th Civil War muster that is the Midwest's largest and longest running Civil War reenactment. It features battles, food, entertainment, period music, and they have a coffee wagon, a huge coffee wagon. It looks like a giant stagecoach, and this will be a first-time uh, visit by the coffee wagon to the Civil War muster. It's free, courtesy of Trips Collision, and parking is free. It's open to all ages. It starts at 9 a.m. on both Saturday and Sunday, back at the Cascades. Also this weekend, Rust and Dust Days at Heritage Park in Hanover, presented by the Hanover Horton Area Historical Society. Activities all weekend long. We have uh, Back to School Bash on Sunday at Jackson, Michigan, Giving Back. The Southside Summerfest is on Saturday at Elnor Mormon Park. And it is the 150th anniversary of Spring Arbor University. The sesquicentennial year begins with a big party on Saturday on the um, uh, Diag, on the quad, and all are welcome to attend. It is free, and they'll be serving a barbecue from uh, 5 to 7 with pulled pork and hot dogs, all kinds of kids' activities, uh, balloon artist, face painting, cornhole, concerts, Wellspring, a student band, the alumni band Every Heart, and Sanctus Real, the headliner, performing from 7.30 to 9 p.m. And at the end of the concert, fireworks. So we will see you at Spring Arbor University on Saturday late afternoon and evening. That's just some of what's happening uh, this weekend in Jackson, the last weekend of August. But looking ahead to the weather forecast for next week, summer continues. Uh, Labor Day, uh, we've, we've still got a lot of time till Labor Day. And we've got a lot of time, well not really, it's coming up fast. Bright Walls, the grand finale. And each day on JTV we are introducing you to a Bright Walls artist coming to Jackson for the grand finale. And today we would like you to meet My Dog Size. My Dog Size is from Portsmouth, England. An internationally acclaimed artist, he has spent over 18 years honing his craft on streets across the globe, whether it's his Free Art Friday project, one of his many commissioned murals across five continents, or through his urban installation work, you'll be delightfully pleased with what you see. And see is the uh, key word here. A lot of his murals have the eye, and a lot of his murals have these strange characters. So we will be excited to see what my dog size brings to Jackson. Could be an eye. This muralist is sponsored by the city of Jackson.
We do not know uh, on which wall my dog size will be painting. We hope uh, that Bright Walls will be uh, releasing that, I think, sometime next week. We've got uh, more than 30 artists coming from around the world for the biggest and best Bright Walls event ever. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have a new True Story that premieres on Friday here on JTV. True Story is back. And we will be using the, um, we'll be uh, taking advantage of the Civil War muster. Uh, the Civil War muster, of course, this weekend. And on True Story, Governor Austin Blair, Jackson's governor, the governor from Jackson, honored here with Austin Blair Park and in Lansing with a statue on the front lawn of the Capitol. He's the only statue on, on the whole Capitol grounds outside, and he was Michigan's Civil War governor. So that is coming up on Friday, the premiere of True Story, featuring the Austin Blair story, and we have a quick preview. Let's take a look. What legacy do you think that Governor Blair I think, left on the state? I think the legacy of Governor Blair, and I'm actually kind of taking this from some, some other historians who've written about this, some friends of mine, and mm -hmm. I can't argue with the point. The legacy of Blair is that we are the United States of America, okay. and that we're not the United States of Northern states and yes. the United States of Confederate one. states. We're one nation. And Blair worked tirelessly to do that. And the other really important legacy, and it's hard to debate which one, and both are so important, is the mm -hmm. fact that we ended slavery in our country, the, the cruel institution. Mm -hmm. And Blair needs the credit for helping do that. As kids go back to school, we uh, continue to uh, have concern about COVID numbers. In Jackson County, the health department yesterday released the weekly numbers, 324 new cases in the last week. And these are cases that are uh, deemed positive by health uh, workers. Those that get a positive test at home, we don't know how many there are. And unfortunately, we've had three new deaths in the last week due to COVID. At Henry Ford Jackson Hospital, they've been averaging uh, between 10 and 20 COVID patients uh, all summer long. And statewide, there are just over 1,100 people hospitalized with COVID in Michigan's hospitals. This morning, First Lady Jill Biden announced that she again has tested positive for COVID. We get word from the gubernatorial debates. The candidates are going to debate. Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor Dixon, both campaigns have said they have agreed to at least two debates. The first one would be October 13th on Wood TV and the second one October 25th on WXYZ. Uh, Governor Whitmer said, I'll be happy to debate more. Candidate Dixon said, I'd like to have a debate even sooner before the absentee voting period ends. So it's possible we'll see a debate scheduled earlier. Gas prices, 10 straight weeks 
They've been declining. Yesterday, uh, AAA released the state's average 388 a gallon, and it's actually a three cent decline over the past three days. A 10 week decline in gas prices since they hit a state record in June. But authorities are warning once Labor Day hits, we might see gas prices rise once again. So fill up before Labor Day. And typically for holiday weekends, um, we do see the gas prices uh, increase. Earlier this summer, we told you about Joey Chestnut at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on the 4th of July, once again winning. Well, he is a champion eater. Not only does he eat hot dogs, but yesterday he ate 32 servings of popcorn, 24 ounces each, each in those buckets. This was his latest win in championship eating. He downed all of this popcorn in eight minutes, and he beat the old record of 28.5 servings, 32, 32 buckets of popcorn. Uh, he did this at a minor league baseball game in Indianapolis. He has won, uh, this was his 50th win in championship eating, 50 wins. How many um, wins does our own Noah Baker have in championship eating? He, could, he dominates CTV. <laughs> well, Jeff Steers. <laughs> I think uh, if there was a mayonnaise eating contest, um, our own Noah Baker would be the sure champion. We're going to have to film. We're going to film the mayonnaise eating at some point during lunch. He actually just takes those packets, cuts off the top. You can picture it. Uh, today's show is being brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings, now in their third generation as a family-owned and operated business. Vermeulen's takes pride in helping people furnish their homes with comfortable, affordable name brand furniture at a great prices since 1925. Their home furnishing showroom in Jackson features room-like settings so you can see, touch, sit on uh, the styles and uh, fabrics and colors that will add enjoyment to your home. Vermeulen's at 2105 West Michigan Avenue in Jackson. Uh, yesterday, we told you that President Biden was going to cancel student debt, and he did. Uh, now, those who have student debt, government student debt, uh, borrowers can qualify for up to $10,000 in student loan forgiveness, and recipients of Pell Grants are eligible for an additional $10,000 in forgiveness, and this is for borrowers earning under $125,000 per year. Other conditions apply. We've got uh, the back to the office return. Uh, earlier this week, Garrett Groshaw from Consumers Energy said he's encouraging people to come back to the office. Well, according to research, only 34%, this is from the Wall Street Journal, only 34% of office workers are, wo are working in their office full time. 34%. So one out of three is back in the office full time. The, uh, the rest, and according to uh, additional research, the second most common place to make friends is the office. So people aren't making friends. The other thing that's happening, where are people printing their stuff? If people are not coming to the office, 
where are they printing uh, their concert tickets, uh, their uh, bank statements, uh, their uh, love letters. Brandon, where are people printing their stuff? People still print off concert tickets? I don't know. Some people, <laughs> some older workers still print off <laughs> concert okay. tickets. But uh, those people who are not able to go into the office, they've lost their printer uh, access. <laughs> it's time for the Extreme Dodge Jackson County Scoreboard, brought to you by Extreme Dodge. The road and Extreme Dodge under construction, but they have great inventory and they urge you to come on in and check it out. In volleyball, Michigan Center defeated Northwest 3-0. The Cardinals swept the Mounties. Sam Wynn finished with 15 kills. Jordan Meese had 18 assists. Julia Reynolds tallied four aces for the Cardinals. A big crowd at Michigan Center Gym yesterday afternoon. Volleyball uh, scores, uh, in addition to the Center Northwest game, Columbia Central finished 3-1 on the night with wins over Hudson, Dundee, and Ida. The Golden Eagles lost to Hillsdale in three sets. Boys soccer, Clinton beat Columbia Central 6 to nothing. Jackson and Northwest tied at 1. The Mounties are now 0-3-1, while Jackson is 0-1-1 overall for the season. Girls golf at the Columbia Central Jamboree. Columbia Central finished two strokes behind Lanaway Christian in an IGL Jamboree at Clark Lake Golf Course. Boys tennis, Western defeated Grand Rapids. Christian, 7-1. And in uh, girls cross country, Pittsford Invitational Concord finished third. Jackson Prep was fourth in the boys. Concord finished fourth and JPEC was fifth. On deck today, the first day of high school football. We have these games. Uh, most, of the most of the contests are on the road tonight. Columbia Central at Hanover, uh, Columbia Central at Napoleon JTV will be there and that game will air this weekend and live tonight at 7 p.m., Hudson at Hanover Horton. Jackson is at Monroe. Lumen at New Lothrop. Michigan Center at Tecumseh. Addison hosting Pine River Manchester at Whitmore Lake. We've got uh, Cross Country, Springport at Waverly. Girls Golf, Jackson is at Bedford. Tecumseh is at Columbia for tennis. And Charlotte is at Jackson for swimming. Busy day of high school sports. And that is the Extreme Dodge. Jackson County Scoreboard, more online at jtv.tv. Well, we have a great show on the morning show for you. In just moments, Julie Weisbrod joins us from the City of Jackson Rec Department. Stay with us. The morning show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Today's show is being brought to you by KNL Telecom. Welcome to KNL. They're a, a new business. Joe Sharp, owner of Printersource Plus, started this new telecom company with Brad Van, uh, Brad Vankelberg and Andy Adair. KNL Telecom provides commercial voice-over internet phone services and systems. Our first guest on the show today is the active aging coordinator for the City of Jackson Parks and Rec Department, Julie Weisbrod. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Julie's in her first first year. Uh, 13 months. Wow. Yeah. Just Tomorrow will be 
a year and one month. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So you've energized the uh, senior program. In fact, you even changed the name. It's Active Aging now. Yes. How's it going? I think it's going well. I think everybody's kind of getting used to me. Of course, Kathy Voss had it for 30 years and did a phenomenal job. So now they're kind of getting used to me and some of the additional, you know, activities that I want to add. And I don't really get the, the crossed eyes like, you want us to do what? <laughs> As much. Right. Yes. Well, we have, I understand, a busy summer to review, uh, and you brought some photos. I did. I'm not exactly sure what all ones made it, but for instance, this is Tai Chi. Ken Mangus, who was the instructor there, used to do Tai Chi with me, because I used to instruct. So now this? he's our instructor. This is over at the um, Fireside Lounge. You can't see that, but it's in the Boo Center. It's, uh, yeah. And then, and then here we're partnering with Jackson College. And so this is Ai Yoshida. She's the woman over there um, teaching us Chopsticks 101. And oh then we followed gosh. that up with going to the Hibachi Grill. And we had our own private room so that if we needed to embarrass ourselves, so this is all of us at the Y. Uh, getting our instruction and then yeah after this we went over to the hibachi grill and practice our newfound skills or this is a, a Jackson College tour so people that don't realize um, you know Jackson College has free tuition for those that are 65 and older so we actually have one woman um, who's in her eight well just turned 80 mm -hmm. and is finishing her associate's degree yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is a, a little-known secret about JC. Yeah. You can go to college for free. Yeah. Take as many classes as you want. Yes. 65 and older though. Yep. Um, yeah. So this is just us doing our college tour and this is the group. So the lady in the stripes, in the peach blue stripes, she's the one that is um, doing her, finishing up her associates. So actually getting a degree for free. Yeah. 65 and over. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So we've been doing a lot of partnering with them, and i um, not sure what other pictures you have here, but I guess just kind of in general. Oh, here, yeah, here's our senior splash, and that's just something, you know, that kind of falls under my program, but it's offered, um, yeah. So we had, this was the very last day. Uh, this was yesterday, which was better than our attempt in June. No, excuse me, July. July, we um, actually did have a um, paddle boarding uh, worth a try event scheduled, but it was white caps and 15 mile an hour oh, winds. <laughs> white caps on Vandercook Lake? Yes, <laughs> yes. So, Kat, um, you know, owner of the Quiet World Sports out there, she um, kind of provided us instruction back in the July and said, well, maybe come on back. So, this was yesterday. This was perfect, perfect weather. So, a few of us made it across the lake and back. This right here is just one of our, we, uh, in July, went on the um, Detroit Princess Cruise. And so that's, you know, somebody pretending they're, you know, from the movie. And <laughs> 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 yeah, so, yeah, so we've been, we've been doing a lot of things. Um, coming on back, like in September, we're going to uh, also have disc golf instruction for anybody that wants to try that. Mm -hmm. And we've done kayaking since I last seen you with great. So we're just trying to partner a lot, and again, I think e even uh, paddleboarding yesterday, you know, as we're all going across the lake, I'm asking, you know, who, who mountain bikes, who might downhill ski or snowshoe or cross country. So we can just, you know, maybe try to find people that still want to be active, but 
feel like, well, I don't know anybody else that likes to, and maybe mm -hmm. we can kind of fill that gap for people that still like to be that kind of active. But, you know, we, we have um, still our ongoing cardio dance class uh, in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when we come back. And I, so I do want to just mention this. Tomorrow will be our last day at the Boo Center for two weeks because of the ongoing construction. Mm -hmm. When we come back, which will be then September 12th, uh, we'll be back to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. And yeah, then we'll be right back to our chair exercise classes, which are a little more um, maybe intensive. So try to encourage people, you know, use strong movements as they work through things and um, yeah. Yeah, on the surface, chair exercise sounds like it's, uh, you know, a low uh, energy, uh, low impact mm -hmm. uh, workout, but it's not. You it's get, not. You, you feel it afterwards. It is, and especially like um, I try to instruct people, you know, if you're, if you're moving your body parts, uh, maybe move with a purpose. You know, so you, there's a lot of strengthening that can happen, and, and if you're using strong movements, like through, you know, push-pull with your arms, with mm -hmm. your legs and whatnot, it also helps to increase the heart and the breathing rate, which, you know, that's what we want. And then also yeah. the strengthening. So, yeah, in yeah. fact, uh, Julie was out of breath this morning from yesterday's <laughs> paddle boarding. I'm sore, yes. Yeah, it's fun, but it's a workout. It is. It's just a different kind of a stance. I mean, I kayak a lot, but, yeah, that, that's just different. Yeah, it looks like when, you, when you see someone on a stand-up paddle board, you think, oh, my gosh, I, I couldn't do that. It, uh, there's no way, but it's a lot easier than you would, than it looks. It is, so. uh, it definitely, you know, uh, I had to balance a yeah. couple of times with those boats speeding by, probably trying to knock us over. Now the chopsticks <laughs> uh, instruction, that uh, intrigues me because I um, I think I can use them, but I, I, every time someone sees me using them, they're telling me <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Uh, and Brandon uh, uses his upside down because he thinks he can uh, grab the food better. Oh. Than you do. <laughs> I grab it better than you do. Yeah, you do better than me, even though he <laughs> does it upside that. down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was just kind of fun. So, um, again, I, uh, show, uh, Yoshida, she had approached me, and um, she's with the um, New Diversity, Equity, and Belonging, I think is the name of their particular department out there. So just bringing some really wonderful ideas. So, as a matter of fact, in October, mm -hmm. her and I are going to work together for paper cutting with like an in indigenous, um, I think it's called An Ainu peoples of Japan. So mm -hmm. she's just kind of bringing some really neat, you know, history to us, learning about uh, different, you know, culture mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. That's so cool. neat stuff. Uh, the trips, uh, Kathy Voss uh, for many years uh, came up with some awesome trips yeah. and you, I know you have a, a tough act to follow. Yes, I do. With these <laughs> trips, though, they're so popular, they sell out like the instant yes. the, the, the word hits the street. Yeah. Um, because of that, uh, because of their popularity, any uh, thought about adding, adding more of them? Well, probably if I were full-time, because okay. I already feel like I work full-time <laughs> just because I keep, I, I mean, I, I take that on me, you know. So um, because we have exercise classes and we also have monthly luncheons, which October's is going to be a costume party, so. Um, and the tri I, I think the Jackson Trippers is no more. It's no more, and therefore that's why a lot of people are coming to us and, and really has that expectation, which is a little concerning because 
I'm learning. I and mean, it's, not, it's a learning curve. You're not the Jackson Trippers. I am not the Jackson Trippers, but for instance, you know, in a couple, well, about three weeks, we're going to Maine, and that's a trip. Maine. That, Maine for a whole week. That's a trip that should have been in 2020. So I kind of feel guilty because I didn't set that up, but I'm the one that has to take it, darn it. <laughs> uh, and then we have like Gun Lake Casino coming up in October, Frankenmuth uh, in November, Shipshawana, the Blue Gate Dinner Theater in December, Kuwaitan Casino in January. And one thing that I did want to mention, especially the people that have been used to the Jackson Trippers and mm -hmm. um, you know those kinds of real uh, uh, travel, um, well, what, anyway, Premier World Discovery, they're coming in to Jackson trying to help fill that void. Yeah. So on September 8th, which is a Thursday night at the Meyer Branch Library, we thought let's, let's bring the community together, whoever, you know, 50 and older is really who they appeal to. Mm -hmm. So there's a meeting there and then as well during the daytime, which will be uh, September 28th at 11.30 at the Booth Center. So those things are coming up for people that might want a little more adventurous uh, travel. Good so, to hear. Yeah, yeah. So now things. all that you do, it's available on the City of Jackson website, and you do things, uh, well, everywhere, as we've seen in yeah. the, the photos, but a lot of the um, uh, at group activities are at the Booth Center. Yes, yep, the Booth Rec Center, and right now that's under uh, ongoing construction, mm -hmm. so kind of bear with us because we're sometimes kicked out, and, and especially during the school year, during the summer, we could use like Northeast Elementary. Uh, but now that school is in session, we get kicked out and that's about that. All right, so. <laughs> great to see you. Uh, thanks for all the updates, Julie. Sure, thank you. Thank the you. Uh, Acting Aging, Active Aging Program Coordinator for the City of Jackson Parks and Recreation Department, Julie Weisbrod. Thanks for having me. You bet, we actually will continue uh, with uh, City of Jackson and Aaron Dimmick who works for the city, is also the founder of People for the Parks and Trails, and he'll be uh, along shortly. Stay tuned. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Our show this morning is being brought to you by Jackson's Playhouse. They're getting to the start of their busy season, uh, fall and winter. Book your next birthday party at Jackson's Playhouse, offering themed party packages. Their birthday party options are available to browse online on their website, and you can even book online. Visit jacksonsplayhouse.com to reserve your date today. Jackson's Playhouse is in the uh, Summit Oaks Mall, Ferguson Corners, near Knight's Steakhouse providing safe, fun, and imaginative play. And as kids are getting back to school, you may find that your child needs a physical, either for back to school or for sports, and the Center for Family Health would like to remind you that they are available for your health needs and your child's health needs. The Center for Family Health offers physicals for all children and teens. Let us make it easy to get your students' annual physical off your checklist. Call 517-748-5500 to schedule your appointment today. The Center for Family Health, opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. Joining us now is the president and founder of the group, uh, People for the Parks and Trails, Aaron Dimmick. Hi, Aaron. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. 
Beautiful morning here in Jackson, isn't it? It is. Beautiful. <laughs> Another beautiful morning. What a beautiful summer this has been. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, great for the parks. They've been very busy. Every time uh, I go by or through a park, they're full. People are using them. Yeah, it's great to see. I live um, southwest area town, so I always see a constant parade of people coming and going to our parks and trails, and that's always a nice thing to see. Yeah, you're uh, lucky where you live, just uh, four houses down from the Falling Waters MLK yep. Trail mm -hmm. and Kitty Corner to uh, Betsy Butterfield Park. Oh yeah, it's great because you're just right in between the Cascades and Ellishar Park and then the entire trail system, so it's really good for those who like to get active and get outside. Did the proximity to the parks um, incentivize you into becoming a triathlete? Uh, I would say in a certain sense, yes. Um, it definitely helps when you can just step outside your door and go on a trail and run or bike for an, up, an hour or more, however more you want. So the location definitely does help if you're gonna be doing some training. So you, uh, along with Andrew Sargent, started this group to keep our parks in good shape. And we have how many parks in Jackson? We have 28 public parks. Wow. And they go all the way from a quarter acre to Ellis Sharp Park is hundreds of acres. Uh, so this is uh, a photo, I think it's on air. Is that on air? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a photo from our most recent park cleanup event. It was at Exchange Park, which is on the south side of town. Uh, if you wanted to find it, I believe the address is on Mansion Street, but pretty sizable park there. Our big goal was uh, helping the Parks and Recreation Department trim up a fence line. And uh, it was really great because the parks crews came out and cut it all beforehand. And then we just did the work of cleaning it up. And some neighbors came out and said they were very thankful for that. And uh, one neighbor said he hasn't seen that fence since the 1980s. Wow. So <laughs> it's just good that we uh, you know, got around to that project. So That's a we, pretty major project. Yeah, we want our parks and trails to look their best and uh, you know, keep up on the maintenance. And we also want to be good neighbors as well. So uh, that's why doing a project like this is important. It's also good for the health of the fence too, I believe, if it's not uh, covered by a jungle. I would imagine. Yes. Uh, volunteers, it's all volunteers. That's right. Yep. Uh, City of Jackson or Jackson County residents, anyone who wants to come out and volunteer, we would welcome them. I understand that everyone wants to trudge around a park picking up sticks and brush. Uh, so if anyone has a way that they want to contribute, we encourage you to help us out in any way you can. And because you have to buy uh, some supplies uh, and tools, you are having fundraisers. That's right. We've been doing quite a bit of fundraisers this year. We got established in 2021. And then now that we're in 2022, we realize that we, uh, just like a lot of other efforts, we need money <laughs> to uh, help support our organization. So uh, we did a Christmas in July fundraiser that we just wrapped up. And uh, we just raised more than um, $1,200, which was pretty amazing. We had a goal of $500, which I thought was pretty realistic. Uh, but we more than doubled that. So that was really amazing to see. So the money there is going to help support us putting lights in parks this holiday season. So last year we did two parks, and then this year we want to do up to five. Oh wow. Yep, so uh, we're just kind of still evaluating where we want to put those lights. We want to put them in high visibility areas. Um, you know, a couple neighbors might enjoy it if we do one of those deep neighborhood parks, but we want maximum impact. So we're looking at things like Austin Blair Park and Ganson Street Park 
and Kiwanis Park. Those are all kind of gateways to our various neighborhoods, Elnor, Mormon Plaza, and Betsy Butterfield Park. You need electricity at the parks to light them? That has been a chore to figure out. <laughs> some of them have electricity, some of them have active outlets, others have outlets that are covered, or all of them have electricity for the most part. It's just a matter of uncovering them. So we've been working towards that, and uh, we're excited to do that in November and December. All right, and another fundraisers. Yes, <laughs> we need all the money we can get. <laughs> so you've heard of a golf outing. I'm sure you've been to a few. It's something that Jackson is known for. Yes, what about a mini golf outing? Sounds like a great idea. I think so too. So we're gonna be doing a mini golf outing this upcoming Saturday at the Ellis Sharp Park Mini Golf Course, and it's from 11 to eight, and it's $6 per person. And to kind of sweeten the deal a little bit, you can enter a raffle to win a $100 Meyer gift card. I think a lot of people could put that to good use. I know I could. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be like a $5 raffle, I believe, to enter. And then we're also gonna be raffling off free passes to the Nixon Water Park, which you can save for next year, and the mini golf course. Uh, those recreation passes don't expire. You can always use them. So it's really great. You can just kinda come out, do your thing, mini golf. Uh, if you wanna participate in the raffle, feel free. Uh, we're gonna have people there all day. Uh, greeting visitors, letting them, people, let, letting them know about people for the parks. So we're looking forward to it. And the money from that is gonna go to support our organization and uh, just to do the things of, uh, you know, keep our organization afloat, <laughs> make sure we're, we're in the black. But also uh, we really wanna do more small improvements for parks. So we really believe a big tenant of our organization is going out and volunteering and improving parks, but we also wanna provide small park improvements. So we've already done that this year. We're, uh, we've already provided one trash can with the help of a grant from the Community Foundation, and then we're gonna be providing another, and they're both going on the trail. And then beyond that, we really wanna put bike racks in parks. We wanted to do that this year, but we figured out that putting in actual infrastructure that goes into the ground with cement uh, is a little more than what we could do this year. So we're looking forward to doing that next year. Yeah, and you found that we don't have any bike racks yeah. in the parks. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, was, I was pretty amazed to find out that at Ellis Sharp Park, which is our biggest city of Jackson public park, doesn't have any public bike racks, which I think is something that we need to remedy. So we're looking at putting the bike racks at the playground and at the mini golf course, and hopefully they'll encourage more bike mobility in our community. And then also there are so many events that happen at Ellis Sharp Park. Uh, that's gonna be a huge help to the community. Right. And people wanna lock, be able to lock their bikes up. That's yes. why uh, you think, oh, you just lay it down or lean it against a tree. You wanna be able to secure it. Right. So I'd say that's our big fundraising push right now. I think hopefully this time next year we could see those bike racks in Ellis Sharp Park. Uh, it just takes money and organization and work with the city. So uh, we're excited to, to do that. It's awesome what you're doing and all your volunteers keep up the great work. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Uh, now, you don't have to be at the mini golf course the whole day. You just come anytime Correct. between 11 yeah. and 8. Come and go as yeah. you please. Yep. All right. Anytime between 11 and 8. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, People for the Parks and Trails and Aaron Dimmock. Up next on the morning show, we are taking you to a preview of the Civil War Monster. So stay with us. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights.
Cruise night, Friday night in downtown Jackson, the fourth of our five summer cruisings, presented by the Downtown Development Authority, Alro Melling, Experience Jackson, and the Anchor. After and during uh, the cruise-in uh, concert, the Jackson Symphony Orchestra Heroes and Heroines, the Summer Pops concert, big night, a lot of cars and fun, food trucks and more, cruising Friday night in downtown Jackson. It's time for this week's visit with Experience Jackson, and today we're visiting the Civil War Muster. We're at Cascades Park today on a visit with Experience Jackson, and my guest today is Maurice Imhoff, who's the president of the Jackson Civil War Muster, and of course, Rachel Buchanan from Experience Jackson. And uh, Maurice, it's coming up uh, August 27th and 28th. Tell us uh, a little bit about what folks who come to one of the largest War, Civil War musters in the country are going to see? Well, the first thing they're going to see is living historians. Uh, so you come to an event like this, we're really bringing the history to life, so to speak. Uh, you come out here, you have people dressed up in the real period uniforms that are made of wool. Uh, we can see some of those on display here. Um, we'll also have the full tents all out, so you'll come out the whole camp, the whole site, I should say, will be decked out with canvas tents <laughs> from the period. Um, but you also get the smells, you know, the smells of the food being made, the black powder in the air, um, and being able to experience the different food and such that is here so you're really get taken back into the 1860s. Now you uh, are also a reenactor, but this year you will not uh, you will not no. be able to do any reenacting. You'll be running around, right. make sure the event goes smoothly. Uh, talk a little bit about your experience as a reenactor and uh, kind of what life was really like. Sure. Well, I think it's important, you know, to teach that history, to be able to talk about it. Uh, what I portray, I portray Michigan's first and only African American unit in the Civil War, the 102nd USCT, um, and being able to tell what their story was like, the different places that they went, um, but also be able to experience firsthand somewhat um, what it was like for that soldier um, you know during those times you know I did uh, cross-country stuff where it was 90 degrees and we've marched eight miles <laughs> and stuff so you really kind of get that experience uh, but the bigger piece to it though is what are we telling the public what are we showing them what is the education piece there um, so while we have battles and such the real point of this event is education and Rachel, uh, this is an event that, you know, with with the pandemic, it was in limbo a little bit, but uh, it was able to be revived. And I know uh, it's just a, from your standpoint, it's just a, it's a great thing that this is able to continue. Yeah. Well, first off, it's amazing that it's such a large event and that we have it here in Jackson. Um, my history, before I even came to Jackson, you know, over 20 years ago as a kid, I was, I was reenacting a similar type event of a smaller scale. So to find that that existed in Jackson, was a big deal. So I've been for many years and to not have it the last couple years and make the big return back here at the Cascades is just really exciting. Um, I know the layout, I know the feel of it, I know the energy that happens throughout the event and it's gonna be really cool to make its return this year. I, I have to ask you, when is the last time uh, that you uh, did a reenactment and <laughs> is that something that maybe will be in your future? 
absolutely not. <laughs> uh, that was let's let's say like maybe fifth or sixth grade. Oh. I had my little homemade outfit, and I don't even I have no idea if it was up to specs, but I was pretty proud of it at the moment. So had that experience. I like being on this side experiencing it. But you know what it takes, that's for sure. Oh yeah. So uh, what will what else will people get to see? Um, it's a great event. The uh, the park is huge. There's things going on everywhere. Uh, like you said, it's more more than just the battles. It's about sure. the education. Um, what will uh, what will kids get to experience? What will adults get to experience? Sure. Well, one nice thing, uh, you know, bringing the event back, we really wanted to add some neat different things to make it more unique. Um, one of the big pieces that we're bringing in is a big fife and drum corps called Camp Chase that performs across the country. Uh, their music is featured in the movies Gettysburg and Gods in general, if you're familiar with those movies. Um, so they're going to come here, be performing here, right here on the site. Um, we're also going to have a coffee wagon that's coming in from Virginia. So if you're a coffee drinker, uh, come on down. It's not as good as Jackson Coffee and such a coffee company and such, but it, it's really good, but it's 1860. So, you know, give it some room. <laughs> uh, but you'll also be able to experience all the different things that life was like during the period. Um, different speakers. We have several speakers that are out here. And one unique thing that we are adding and partner with Bailey Excavating on is we're going to have in-ground trenches on the battlefield. So you also get to see what 1864 trench life was like during that period. That's awesome, and uh, thanks to Bailey Excavating, of course, a great community partner. Now, for people uh, visiting Jackson for the weekend, uh, obviously when they get here, they don't really have to worry about parking. Parking, there's plenty of parking, but uh, what what else is going on? What would you recommend for people that are coming in from uh, out of town? Yeah, well, just get ready to, you know, bring your sunscreen, <laughs> maybe even some bug spray, you know, that kind of thing as far as being prepared. That's the mom and me mm -hmm. making sure you're taken care of. Um, but when you get here, just be open to, you know, learning about that education that Maurice has been talking about and uh, be ready to kind of jump in to try some things. I know there's always some hands-on opportunities to try some of those old skills with woodworking or with iron or different things around and just kind of kind of explore and enjoy. Set aside the whole day so you can enjoy the battle portion of things and some of the vendor portions and some of the foods and different things. Just make it a make it a big experience and maybe plan to stay both days. You know, there's a hotel in between that can take care of you. So. The uh, uh, the sounds is one thing you mentioned, and I live near here, so uh, I know what to expect if I'm not on site. You you do hear a lot of gunfire, and it's 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 amazing the uh, the sounds and the feel of it. Mm -hmm. That is definitely one of the bigger pieces to it. And if you live by the area and you didn't know the event was going on, you will definitely find out at two o'clock when the cannons start going off and the whole world seems to be rattling at one time. But that's that thing It's taking you back to the period. What was that like for that soldier being out on that field? Um, but that's what we want. We want to be able to show that full experience and show the public, you know, what tactics is they use? You know, how did they maneuver? You know, we see them fight in lines. Why did they fight in lines? What was the reason behind that? So we have an amazing speaker, uh, Dave Downing, who will be announcing his announced for years who will kind of narrate some of that and what's going on. That's great. Now, uh, do you have any advice for people on where to sit to watch the battles? Is there a particular spot that uh, that maybe you'd recommend? Well, always the highest area by the fence. Uh, you only get the coolest view. Um, this is not a good spot right here. Don't don't sit right here because we won't <laughs> see anything other than cannons. Um, but we're going to have to, as I mentioned, trenches this year. So the higher you are, the more you kind of can see what's going on in the trench works. Uh, you know, when that Union infantry is arriving, how is the Confederate infantry re reacting? How are they moving? Um, so you kind of see it develop and it grow. We'll also have 
of the cavalry out here. So if you like cavalry demonstrations or watching the horses move around, you can see some of that. And of course, the ball that takes place on Saturday night, which is an 1860s uh, style ball, which is really unique. Well, we're really looking forward to it. And the Jackson Civil War muster is back August 27th and 28th. For more information, you can visit civilwarmuster.org or give Rachel a call at Experience Jackson. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Swinging at the Shell continues this very popular concert series in Albion's Victory Park continues this Sunday a free concert featuring Cut Time Symphonica, a modern symphony orchestra. The concert starts at 6 p.m. Bring a lawn chair or a blanket. You're sitting in a bowl on the grass. And this has been going on for nearly 20 years. Hundreds of people attend and it really is a fun night. Also coming up, They've got Diane Penning in band on September 4th and Simply Queen on September 11th. There's a uh, hotel in Ann Arbor. It turns out it's Ann Arbor's largest hotel. It's The Graduate, and I, I'd never heard of it. It's been open for about five years. It's the former Campus Inn downtown. And spring commencement at U of M is still eight months away, but it's sold out. The Graduate Hotel is sold out for spring commencement. And if you're looking to stay for a football game this fall, there is, there is room. They have rooms, um, but $3,000. $3,000. It's actually um, $1,600 a night, and you have to commit to two nights. So you, you've got $3,000 for a weekend stay at the graduate. I don't know, Brandon, does it wor look worth it? Not for $3,000. Wow. It looks cool. I mean, it it is nice. a cool. It's part of a chain, The Graduate. They've got them in, in college towns. Yeah. And it is. It's close. You, you know, you're five minutes. You can walk to the, anything on the campus. But um, $3,000. But it's selling out at, at that rate. Amazing. That's it. That's all the time we have for today. Later on this afternoon, Renee Ridloff from Vandercook Lake along with Melissa Bradfield and Jamie Stanley, Jennifer Scanlon, Akeem Crampton, Thaddeus Williams, and Rick Waller. Thanks for watching. We'll see you this afternoon.